Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. How many know that believe that God is a God of multiplication? Come on. God is a God of increase. Can somebody say amen? So as we root ourselves deep inside of him, how many know that growth, somebody say growth, growth will come. Anything that we do in God, anything that God's in it, God has to be in it. I said, anything that God is involved in, and we're doing it with the Lord, amen, it will bring increase. Come on, whatever we put our hands to as we serve in our ministries, as we serve in the local church, our God, somebody say, my God, our God will multiply. So in order to increase, listen, we must, say, I must, we must team up with Jesus. We need team Jesus. Team Jesus in this place? Come on, it's team Jesus in this house. We need to team up, amen. It's not on our own. It's not our ministry. It's not what we do. It's when we start to team up with God within the ministries that he birthed within our hearts. That is where growth brings. That is when increase comes. I want you to turn to the book of John, chapter 15. John 15, verse 1 through 8. And I'm going to go ahead and read that to you, amen. It says, I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. And while other every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be more fruitful. You've already cleaned because of the word that I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch, say no branch. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you cannot do nothing. Nada. Zippo. Hallelujah. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch. Listen. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples." The New Living Translation in verse 8 says it like this. When you produce, produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Amen. We must, say I must, put our hands to the plow and we must, we've got to start plowing, church. Come on, it's been a season, amen, of, of bumps. It's been a season of up and downs. It's been a season of storms and battles. Oh my, amen, the devil has come, amen. He's, taught, he's spoken division. Uh, he has spoken doubt. Uh, he has spoken fear. Uh, he has spoken these things over these last few years, amen. And it stopped the plowing, amen. It stopped us from seeding and planting, amen. The increase has not been coming. Uh, come on, let's look around, church. Uh, the increase is not here, amen. But God is a God of increase, and God wants to bring increase in this house, amen. And so we got to get away from the problems, amen. That's why he said, draw to him, amen. I'll be your strength, amen. But the work does not stop. We must put our hands to the plow and start plowing. That means that we need to work and we need to serve and we need to invite people and we need to sow seeds and the God of the harvest will bring the increase. Amen. Salvation is coming to your house. Amen. Your children will get saved. Your husbands and wives will get saved. Let me tell you, church, if you start seeding, God will bring the increase. But before you lead, you need to learn how to serve. 
Meaning that we must get busy within our ministries, busy within our church, discipling and serving people in order for increase to come. God wants to see fruit. Come on. Just like this tree, amen. God wants to see some kind of fruit. Come on, if we just a, we're just a tree, amen. We're just a disciple. We're just a, a Christian that has a bunch of leaves, amen. Come on, come on. God wants to see fruit in it. Come on, God is looking for fruit in his house today. God is looking for fruit inside the church today. He's looking to say, who is fruitful? Who is growing? Who is increasing? Because when we do this church, it brings glory, listen, to God. Amen? It brings glory. It's not glory to us. It's not glory to PCLV. It's glory to God. So the things that you do is all for the glory of God. Come on, the, the classes that we have are for the glory of God. It's not look at my class, look at how many this and how many that. No, no, it's for the glory of God. And when you bring God glory, then he brings what? Increase. There's increase that he wants to bring. He wants us to be a fruitful church. Come on, he wants to walk in here, amen, and see a bunch of oranges, amen. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, he's not going to walk in. He don't want to just see one orange. That'd be pretty sad, amen, to walk in a, in a big old tree full of leaves, but there's only one orange. We need help. Somebody say help. See, oh, my Lord. That's what God said this morning. I'm your help. No one's calling for me. No one's reaching out to me. You're allowing the world, you're allowing self, you're allowing your flesh to dictate you, to direct you and guide you. And God says, I'm right here. My, my, my phone's right here. My number hasn't changed. All you got to do is just pick up the phone and call me, and I'll be right there. I'll answer the phone. You'll never, never, never get a, 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 a voicemail from my phone. You'll always get my voice. God's asking us to call him because we know there are times that we right now desperately need him. There are things that we are going through. Our nation is going through. Our world is going through. Amen. And we won't know what we need to pray for unless we ask the Father. Amen. And sometimes we won't even know, but that's when the Holy Spirit steps in and intercedes for you and I, for your situation, for your marriage, for your finances, whatever you're going through. The Holy Spirit, amen, is there to help you. But you got to call to him. We need help. See, Jesus said back in John, if you go one chapter before, in John 14, 15, amen, he says, if you love me, oh, anyone love Jesus? Come on, raise your hand, let the devil say, come on, I love Jesus. Uh, come on, anyone love Jesus in this place, amen. Come on, you got to understand, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Come on, now this statement becomes conditional, listen, to the religious person. Meaning to the religious person, by only keeping his commands, proves that we love Jesus. But the problem is, there's a problem here, church. His commands, if you really, really think about it, are very impossible to keep. Let that sink in a little bit. John chapter 14, verse 12 says this, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done and even greater works, for I am going to be with the Father. So Jesus says here, if you believe in me, anyone believe in Jesus? Anyone still love Jesus in this place? Amen. If you believe in me, come on, if you love me, you will keep my commands. You can ask the Father in my name. Somebody say in his name. Anything. Anything. Say that. Anything. Come on. It's not limited with God. God is not limited. The world is limited. Bank sources are limited. 
Come on, credit line is limited. Come on, somebody. All these things are limited with God. The credit line is whatever. Come on, they may approve you for a thousand, but he'll give you ten thousand. Come on, he'll give you whatever it is. There's no limit to God. He will give you what you ask for if you believe, if you love. See, there's a problem that things are not happening. Then It lies in our belief and it lies in our love. Are you following me, church? This is, I tell you, with anyone, anyone, anyone. Is anyone here? <laughs> I'm an anyone, hallelujah. Who believes, I believe. He goes, you would do the same works. And even greater works, because I'm going to be with the Father. Come on, you can ask in anything. It'll be given. Come on, and you will do what Jesus has done when he was walking this earth and even do greater things. Now, you kind of think about that, 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 that word, that, that scripture right there, and you think, man, now Jesus did some amazing things, right? Come on. He, Jesus opened the eyes of the blind. Jesus made the lame walk. Jesus even raised the dead to life. Amen. The question is, can you? Come on, stand up if you raise anybody from the dead here. Come on. If not, the word of God says, then you might not be keeping his commands. Hello. Listen, thank God we're not religious. Come on, you got to understand the statement I read before I started coming to this message. Amen. We're not religious. We thank God for his amazing grace. You see, on our own, it's impossible to keep his commands. Apart from the vine, you and I cannot do anything. And that's okay. You know why? Because Jesus has a plan. Come on, tell your neighbor he has a plan. Come on, this ain't about religion here. It's about a relationship with Jesus. It's about being connected to the vine, amen. You got to follow me. Tell your neighbor, follow him. Jesus has a plan is in the very next verse. He tells us what it is. In John chapter 14, 16, he says this. I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another helper. <laughs> I will ask the Father, because he says, you know what, you're going to do great things, but, but i got to go to be with the Father. He goes, uh, but I'm going to ask the Father uh, on your behalf, and he will send you and give you another helper, amen, and he will be with you, what? Forever. Hallelujah. Come on, it does not run away, amen. Uh, come on, Jesus had to go back to the Father, amen, but he says, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send you a helper. Do you know that the helper's still here today? Do you know that he's still out there? He just wants you to call out to him. He says, I'm right here. I've always been here. I'll be with you forever. I'm here to help. I'm here to guide. I'm here to take confusion out. I'm here to direct you. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to rebuke you. Come on, some of us need some rebuking. Come on. When he comes to rebuke, it's not, it's not fun. Hallelujah. Come on, but it's, it's love. He, he does it because he loves us. The plan is here. I'll, I'll give you a helper, and he will stay with you forever. Come on. We know the helper is the Holy Spirit. Amen. He is the one that empowers you and I. He's the one that helps us in making disciples. He's the one that helps us in serving in the local church. Amen. He's the one that helps us to get along. Come on. Somebody say hello. Listen. He's the one that helps us in keeping his commands. Remember, the Holy Spirit is the one who reveals... The one that empowers, releases, transforms, and anoints. Let me give you a note here. As I just said right now, listen, the Holy Spirit doesn't just come and go. Verse 16 says, he'll be with you forever. I know that there's times, amen, we feel that he's not around. I know that there's times, amen, that we feel like, God, where are you? You ever said that to God? 
Come on, going through a storm and going through a situation. God, where are you in this? I don't understand this. But God says, I got a plan. I got everything. There's a helper that I sent on your behalf, amen, that you can call upon him and he'll help you through. Because when you don't call upon him, church, the process takes longer. And some of us get stuck in the process. Hello. Come on, we get stuck in the process and say, that was not my plan. My plan was to send the helper to be with you forever. Forever, whatever situation, whatever storm, big, small, little, it doesn't matter to him. Come on, he'll send the helper, a helper that will tell the, the mountain that stands before you, be moved, and it will be moved, amen. He gave you that power. He gave you that strength that in the name of Jesus, how many know that we can use Jesus' name? Come on, to do things and command things to be gone. He says, I send you a helper. I send you a helper. That's going to be with you forever. Then Jesus tells his disciples, on the day the Holy Spirit is given, then, look at what it says in John 14, 20, then you will you, you'll realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. The King James Version says, on that day, what day is he talking about here? Come on, the New Living Translation says, when I am raised to life again. He says, in my resurrection, you're going to realize who I am. You're going to realize that I am with my Father, and you are with me, and I am in you. See, with the Holy Spirit's help, we realize. Our eyes are open. There is no confusion with the Holy Spirit, church. Can I tell you that? There, there is no hardness with the Holy Spirit. There is no worry, listen, with the Holy Spirit. Come on. Does the Bible say, what does worry do? Does it add an hour to your day? No. Look at the fields. Look at the birds. He says, don't I take care of that? Wouldn't I take care of you? Aren't you more precious? See, sometimes we lack, we, we think that we don't deserve. We don't deserve his favor. We don't deserve this. We're too bad. You ever felt that? I'm too bad. Uh, he, he'll never forgive me for this. He'll never forgive me for that. He'll never forgive me for doing it again and again. And for some of us, again. <laughs> but God is a God of love. You ask for forgiveness. What does he do? He gives you. He gives it to you. And he, then he tells us, the knuckleheads, forgive your brother 70 times 7. And some of you guys are still counting. <laughs> you, some of you are doing the math. You're done, buddy. I did it. See, the thing is, you, you, you just forgive. You keep forgiving, and you lose count. You lose count, church. We're not here to keep a number on somebody. God doesn't keep a number on us, right? We say, forgive me, and what does he do? You're forgiven. Go into what? Sin no more. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that embraces us. That's why we can come to the altar from the fields of sin, and he'll embrace you every single time that you call Abba Father. Every time you come to him and say, forgive me, he's going to forgive you. He's going to love on you. He loves you. He loved you before you were in your mother's womb. That's love. We love till we see the person. We love till we start to study the person. Huh? We, 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 wait on. Let me, let me see how this sister is. Let me, let me check out this brother before I can say I love you, you know. God loved us before we even saw you. Before you. Even before you were conceived, he already knew you and already loved you and already forgave you. <laughs> Isn't that powerful? He already forgave you because he already sent his son to die for you. 
But the Holy Spirit said, we realize that. We realize that God is the gardener. Jesus is the vine. And, and we, say I, are the branches. Like that, huh? Slow motion, do slow motion. <laughs> branches, you know, let me give you an understanding of what branches are. Branches are those who claim to be followers of Christ. When we are connected, then Jesus Christ is in you, and you are in Christ. Come on. Jesus is the true vine. We are his branches. The vine and branches are connected together. Somebody say together. together. It's connected together. John chapter 4, uh, John 15, 4, the, 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 the uh, common English Bible says it like this, Remain in me and I remain in you. A branch cannot produce fruit by itself, but must remain in the vine. Likewise, you cannot produce fruit unless you remain in me. No branch. Somebody say no branch. No branch can bear fruit by itself, church. But Jesus' plan is to bear his fruit through you, through us. That's his plan. He goes, I want to bear fruit through you because I'm in you and you are in me. Amen. And apart from me, you cannot do anything. You cannot bear any fruit. But when I come and I put my plan in your life, then I'm going to work through you. And through you, you'll produce fruit because of me. Not because of you. Say, our part. My part. Our part is that Jesus wants us to abide in him. Which means that he wants to dwell within us. He wants us to stay put in him. The definition of abide is this. To bear patiently. To endure without yielding. And to wait for. Tell your neighbor, wait. What do you tell the people? What do you tell the brothers and sisters in that upper room to do? To wait. Apart from me, you can't do nothing. Apart from the Holy Spirit, you cannot do nothing. We have to wait, amen. See, a lot of us get ahead of God. A lot of us start doing things on our own without God even telling you what to do. And the thing is, it's your idea. It's not God's idea. It's a good idea. It may be a God thing, but it's not a God-spoken thing. Are you following me, church? And so when we get ahead of God, then we start doing things for God, though they're good things, and God will bless it, amen. But he says, I didn't tell you to do it. And there's things that we got to understand that without him, we have to abide in him. Come on, we have to dwell within him. He has to dwell within us, amen. Because the very next verse in John chapter 15, 5, it says, apart from me, you cannot do nothing. Your ministries won't flourish. If God's not in it. Come on. Any, any class will not flourish if God's not in it. If you're going just by text and the Holy Spirit's not there, it's not going to do nothing. It may be good. maybe feel good. But it's not going to do what it needs to do. God's word is God's word. God's going to move. No matter who he uses. But let me tell you, when you invite the Holy Spirit and he's in it, and he's the one that put it inside of you, and you're doing what he told you to do, then increase comes. Increase that last. Come on. Because the other increase will just come and go. They're little splurts. You ever been in a splurt? Come on, all of us have been in a splurt. A little splurt, that's all it is. Come on, a revival, we get excited. Yeah, Sunday, woo! Monday, that's the splurt. It wasn't real. It was all emotion. You were yelling. You were screaming, Jesus. Amen. We're singing the song. You swear, you know, you're just singing all the songs. Amen. But you're, it's not inside you. It was just a, an emotion. It was a feeling. Come on. That's why in conferences, amen, back in the day, hallelujah. And Sister Bloom can understand. And back in the day, we, we all wanted to go plant a church. Friday night, I want to go. I want to go. Nobody wants to go no more. What are the people that say, I want to go? Nobody wants to go. But during that time, it was a lot of emotion, and it wasn't spiritual. Thank God for a pastor that, that she had wisdom and said, Art, right, you're not ready yet. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I was excited for God, but I wasn't ready. I would have been torn up because it wasn't God telling me to do it. It was me telling me to do it for God. You understand what I'm saying? 
So it was a good thing, a God thing, but it wasn't a God said thing. And so when God finally spoke, and then I addressed it to my pastor, she knew it was a God thing. And God truly spoke because he spoke to her. Are you following me? That means, church, apart from God, we can do nothing. That means that you can't run off and go do your own thing. I'm going to go do this right here, Pastor. I feel this is what I need to do. No, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a thing that's created inside of you. It may be good and it's a good idea, but it's not God. People have left the church and started different ministries because they think God said it to them and it wasn't God. It was a good thing, but there's no fruit. Because if there was a God thing, you would see fruit. It's the truth. Or it won't last. Those that have gone before God, not that God won't bring them back, get redirected, amen. But if it wasn't a God thing, there will be no fruit in it. Because it has no root in it. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to rhyme it today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, that means that we can't run off and do our own thing and do it in our own strength. See, when you do that, church, when you go out, you're getting separated from the, the vine. You'll end up doing some things that you're not supposed to be doing because you are detached from the vine. Because apart from him, we can't do. We can't do. His plan, his part in this plan, amen, he plans to live his life through us, church. If we are in him, he is in us, and then we can go heal the sick, and then we can go deliver the oppressed, and we can do the greater things that God was saying that we can do. Come on, somebody. You can do it. If he's in you, and you're in him. Let me tell you, Jesus believes in you. Ain't you glad for that? Come on, the world may not believe in you, your boss at work may not believe in you, amen. Your family may not believe in you, but I'm here to let you know the Father, the King of all kings, the great I am, believes in you, amen. He knows you can do it. He knows because he made you. He believes in you. When Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, amen. Jesus was not making a threat here. Jesus was making a promise here. We get threatened by that. Why? Well, I don't love God because I don't keep. No, he's making a promise to you. What he's saying, if you love me, do you love him? Come on, do you love him? Raise your hand. Come on. Come on, rate with. Come on, don't be embarrassed. I don't know about you. I'm not embarrassed. Who's embarrassed? Come on, raise your hand high then. Come on, I'll go super high. <laughs> I'll hit the ceiling high, amen. I'll go, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll say wherever I want to say it, amen. I'll, I'll raise my hand. As, I'll hit it with my head, hallelujah. My wife's not here, so I can do some things like that. Hallelujah. She can catch it later, hallelujah. Woo, when you've got the Holy Spirit in you, do crazy things, amen. But you got to raise your hand. you got to tell the devil, I love you. I love you, Jesus. I, I wake up in the morning, I love you. Thank you for the day, Jesus. I love you. I love you. I love you. He'll never get tired of you saying that to him. But he comes back and he says, I love you too. We feel his love. We may not hear the, the audible voice, amen, but we feel the love of, who feels the love of God? That's God's love. He loves us he says if you love me you will do the work because you love him and if you love him you'll even do greater works because it'll be him doing it through you if you trust me anybody trust him come on you gotta wave your hand come on trust him come on you trust you believe in him Come on, so we love him, we believe in him, we trust him. Then you have to abide in him. When you do those things and those combination of things, then and only then will you do greater things. Are you following, church? So there has to be a love factor. There has to be a trust factor. There has to be a belief factor. And you have to abide factor. And when you have those combinations of all those things, and you are in him and he is in you, and you know that he's in the Father, then you will do greater things. 
The things that seem impossible then become possible. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Those things that you say, oh, my husband will never get saved. Oh, he gets saved. Hallelujah. Come on, oh, I'll never get healed. Oh, you get healed. Hallelujah. Come on, my children will never serve. Oh, they will serve God. I believe. Somebody say, I believe. You got to get radical, church. This is not a day or time to shut our mouths. This is a time to proclaim and declare who God is for our nation and for our world, church. We need to declare that in front of our families. Amen. We have been quiet too long, church. Come on. A couple of years ago, it was about declare. Amen. We need to declare the wonders of God. Amen. His marvelous light. Amen. And when you start to declare that, amen, then he pulls people out of darkness into that light, church. Never give up. Amen. On prayer. Never give up on that unsaved loved one because they are getting saved save thus saith the lord hallelujah preaching my heart out amen oh my lord i don't do it for you anyway i do it for him he's my one audience he's right now he's, he's, he's standing on his throat oh, you go boy you go telling the angels check out my boy they're like this. oh yeah they're, like, ah, they're getting crazy. Like little minions. Ah. Hallelujah. See, over 2,000 years ago, there was only one Christ. Today, listen, church. Today, and you got to listen to me today, there are millions of people with Christ inside of them because he is the mighty vine, amen. And the branches that I'm speaking about are all over the world today, hallelujah, because Christ is inside of them. That's the greater things. He was only healing right here. He was only saving right here. But now it's all over the world. Isn't that awesome? That people are getting saved right now in Ukraine. People are getting saved right now in Spain. People are getting saved right now, amen. In all the plants and all the areas in the Philippine Islands and everywhere else, amen. People are getting saved in East LA still right now. People are getting saved in your hometown right now. Because the branches are everywhere. Those, church, are the greater works that he was speaking about. But it takes all of us, say me, doing our part and staying connected to the vine. We need you. Jesus is counting on you because apart from him, we can't do nothing. But if we can start to get connected, uh, and not just one person, but we can start to get connected uh, as a church and be the church, amen, then we can make greater influence and we can do greater things uh, in these last days, church, uh, because he's looking for a church, amen, uh, without spot and without blemish, amen. He's looking for a church uh, that will worship him uh, in spirit and truth, uh, and he will work through you, uh, and we can save Las Vegas, come on, somebody, for Jesus Christ. Over 20 years, that's what my wife and I came out to do, to see Vegas saved. God is saying to you and I today, I believe in you. I believe in you. Doesn't it feel good when someone believes in you? Doesn't it feel good? Come on, the world throws all kinds of dirt at us. But when you come to church, and that's why church is so important, Come on, that's why church and gathering, because this is where God can speak to you. He says, I believe in you. See, this is not directed to one person here. It's directed to the whole body here. He's speaking to you, say me, and he believes in you. He believes in you. You may not believe in yourself, but he believes in you. And then we got to just trust him. We got to believe in him. We got to love him, abide in him, and all of a sudden, boom, you start to believe it happens. It clicks. It just clicks. Just like the prodigal son that was in that pig pen. It just clicked. Came to his senses. Boom. The light bulb turned. I'm going back home. Something clicks inside of you as a Christian. When you start to do all those four things, it, got, it clicks. And all of a sudden, I believe. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I believe that nothing formed against me shall prosper. It's not just a quote. It's not just a saying on the wall. It's in your spirit because you believe, church. He's saying, I have confidence. 
that you'll rest in my love, which will allow the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to you and through you. See, the, rich, uh, the religious carnal world says it's all about you. It's all about your faith. It's, so you better perform. But the gospel, grace declares, it's all about him, his faith. So rest in him and abide in him. See, Paul understood this in Galatians 2.20. It says this, I have been crucified with him. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And in the life that I live now in my body, I live by faith. Indeed, by the faithfulness of God's son who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow. Are you getting it? Is hope rising in you? Is faith rising in you? Is trust rising in you? we got to understand what we got here, church. We must believe in him. We must abide in him. In him. He's speaking about Jesus here, amen. And then when you do that and when you love him, then you'll do his commandments. You're able to love your neighbor. You're able to keep him and only him above all other gods. Come on, you're able to do the things that he's telling you to do. And John 15, 9 says this is, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. Let's not be the church of Revelation. Let's not be the church or the person that God says, I hold this one thing against you. You're forsaken. Your first love. Look what it says in Revelation chapter 2. 2 to 5. It says, I know the things you do. I don't think I gave you that. Never mind. I added this one. The Holy Spirit added it this morning. I know all the things you do. I see the, your hard work, and I see your patient endurance. I know that you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined those that claim to be apostles, and they're not. Amen. You have discovered that they are liars, and you have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other. You don't love me or your brother. You don't love me or your sister as you did at first. See, there's a problem with love in the church today. We are offended easily, and we forget that we need to forgive. So instead of forgiving, we don't forget. We hold grudges. There's grudges in the church today that need to be broken. And I'm speaking to this church right now. And I know there's churches out there too that there are things there. And why you're not experiencing revival? Why are you not experiencing growth? Because there's not enough love here. Church, this is get real. Why would God bring a sinner to a place that are not loving each other? And so when we say we love you, you better really mean that you love me. If you say you forgive me, then you better forgive me. Why are we holding grudges? Why, why are so relationships are being broken in the church because we've been together too long? We're going to be in heaven forever. <laughs> oh, here comes that sister. I'm going to fly away. <laughs> you think we're going to be able to do that in heaven? In heaven, I'm here to let you know you won't even remember the grudge if we make it. There's no guarantee for us unless we do his commandments, unless we abide in him and we love him and we trust him and believe him. Because if he's inside of us and we are in him and we know that he's in the father, then we are going to do what he did here on earth. And that is to love one another despite of and be the church that we need to be. Amen. And correct each other and love each other and not hold grudges against each other and say, let's just go further. Let's just go forward in the things of God. Thank God my wife forgives me when I do dumb things. Thank God she's not holding or counting my mistakes. But she just loves me 
just like the Father does. Disappointment comes? Yeah. Do we disappoint each other? Yes. Do do we do 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 do? <laughs> do we disappoint God? You better believe it. Does he still love us? You better believe it. He's disappointed. He shakes his head, but he always loves. And when I say, God, forgive me, he says, I'll forgive you, son. He don't question me. He don't, he don't know. He knows, you know. He knows our hearts. That he knows. We can't be faking it. So we're going to forgive. We're going to forgive, right? He knows the fakers out there. You can't hide that from God. Because I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did first. Look how far. Look how, look how, how, how he goes in this. Look how far you have fallen. One translation says it's a Lucifer fall. That's how far you fall. It's a Lucifer fall. He says, turn back to me and do the works that you did at first. The excitement that you had when you first got saved. I remember that church, amen. It was a small church on Sahara, but it was a powerful church, amen. Yeah, we had some hiccups. Yeah, we were making mistakes, but let me tell you, God was moving. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works that you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and I will remove the lampstand from his place or among the churches. I don't want God removing the lampstand here, amen, church. We need to love each other, amen, and we need to repent. The church needs to repent. I'm not talking the world. The church needs to get right, church. And we need to get back to our first love. We need to turn. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. He, he was not talking to the world in that scripture. He was talking to the church. There is wickedness in the church today. We need to get back and we need to repent. He says, if you do that, then I'll, I'll heal your land. Let me tell you, there's enough Christians praying today besides those that are not church that overturned this ruling in the Supreme Court because God heard their prayers. Prayer is powerful. Let's be productive fruit, church. Fruitful branches are true disciples. Believers that are living in union with Christ will produce much fruit, church. But those who are unproductive are cut off. And it's not talking about the Christian that who's not producing fruit. Let me talk to you about this a little bit. But those who have turned away, listen, from following him, they are the ones that will be separated from the vine. These are the ones that are playing church. These are the ones coming to church but don't want to change. God will cut the unproductive followers, listen, to protect the other branches. But those Christians, listen, that are not producing, listen, God prunes. God prunes. Pruning means that he cuts off uh, parts of the branches so that the, uh, they will grow better, amen, be stronger, amen. This is what God does for non-producing Christians. He doesn't throw those aside. The non-producing Christians are these, uh, those that are, are troubled with worries, uh, problems, stress, feeling overwhelmed, health issues, uh, or anything that stops you from rooting yourself from God. God does not cut off those followers. Come on, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Come on, only those who are truly not following Christ, who call themselves disciples, who call themselves Christians, God will cut them off from his life-giving power. So if you're living in sin and coming to church, he's going to remove you. God's going to do that because he's going to protect the other branches. That branch stays here. Everybody gets affected or another person gets affected. So he's going to prune. 
For those that are going through a worry season, maybe you're not producing right now. It doesn't mean that he's going to throw you aside. It means that you're going through a problem. You're going through stress. And those kind of things stop us. Come on. Now. This, this, this pandemic stopped the church. Amen. He didn't just throw the church away and say, forget you guys. No, he gave us time to grow. Amen. And he came and, and he started to prune those branches and those things and those thoughts that the world and the media was putting. And now we can start to grow. Amen. He wants us to grow stronger. But, but for those that are just plain church, and you know if you're plain church, and God knows if you're plain. Amen. He will throw you aside. Those who are following may be going through a season and God pruning is cutting off those branches by cutting away those things that stop you, that will stop your growth. Listen, listen. Even fruitful branches, God will cut. Come on, you think you're flourishing in your ministry, going all this? God will even cut your ministries that are flourishing, listen, to promote more growth. In other words, God sometimes disciplines us, even in our fruitfulness, amen, in order to strengthen our character and our faith. Because in verse 2 it says that you can even produce even more to help us root ourselves even deeper in Christ. Fruit is not only, listen church, limited to soul winning. We think fruit has to do with how many people we bring in, amen, or how many people are invited, amen, and hallelujah. You know, that's part of it, but fruit has to do with answered prayers, having joy, peace, goodness, love, and the Holy Ghost. Come on, as well, amen. Those are part of the fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. John 15, 11 says this, I told you these things that, so that in me you'll be filled with my joy. Yes, my, your joy will overflow. Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 24. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passion and the desires of the sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. 1 Peter 1, 5-8, it says, For this very reason, make every effort to, to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities, increasing measure, amen, you will be, it will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. These are the Christian character qualities. Read those. Are they in your life? If not, maybe God's just going to start to prune for you can grow into them. Remain in Christ means believing that He is the Son of God, receiving Him as Lord and Savior, doing what God says. And continue to believe the gospel and relating in love to the community of believers. John 15, 12 says, this is my commandment. Love each other the same way that I have loved you. Many people try to be good. Many people try to be honest. But Jesus says the only way to truly live a good life is by staying close to him. By being the branch that is attached to the vine because apart from him we cannot do anything church amen as I close today when the vine when Jesus produces much fruit in your life listen God is glorified when we begin to root ourselves in Christ our growth begins brings God much glory what a moment of glory it must be for the Lord of the harvest when the harvest is mature and ready to be used, knowing that he made it all happen. There's a harvest waiting for us, church. It's waiting. He has it, and he'll bring it. God is glorified when people come into a right relationship with him and, being, and begin to produce much fruit in their lives. Let us... Let PCLV bear much fruit. When we do, we will begin to root ourselves in Christ and grow, and fruit will come.
the fruit that you see on our monitors will start to be shown. People will start to see the fruit in your ministries. People will start to see the fruit in this house. Because Christ is in us. And we are in him. And we know that he is in the Father. Let's start looking like the church by being the church. Just coming here doesn't make you part of the family church. Showing fruit shows you're part of the family. And if you're going through a season right now and you're not producing, don't let the devil lie to you. You're going through a season that just needs some pruning in you. And God will bring the growth. But for those that are playing church, he will remove you, church, because he doesn't want the other branches to be affected. Let's do what we need to do. And let's start to grow. Let's start to fill these seats because Christ is in you. And they see Christ in you. And so when you invite them, they'll come because they see.